Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. By Lucy Catherine. The Otria. This is a moment out of time. Our eyes are locked together. The same eyes. My doppelganger, who I've come to know as Hair Mask, stares back at me. It's like staring into the abyss. Why are you here? What do you want? Just as he did on screen, his body glitches and shimmers, fading in and out of this reality. One shall be tested. What? Hey! Come back! Then he's gone, vanished into some other realm. I have not been informed that your identical twin was also here in the manor house, Mr. Dan. Please accept my apologies for a momentary lapse of understanding. Do you still wish to enter the room? The door is open, and I can clearly see the woman lying in the bed. I know her immediately. She doesn't look like she used to, but I still recognize her. Mum? I've been dreaming about her since I was a child. You've waited a long time for me to find you. My mum, who died more than 20 years ago, or so I believed... Apart from the drone of the robot nurse in the background, the room is incredibly quiet. I sit next to her. I can hear her shallow, intermittent breathing. She's alive, but far away. Then her eyes open and she looks directly at me. Dark eyes, full of love. Mom, I've waited a long time for you to find me. And full of fire. The twilight is over. This is the end. Sarah! Sarah! The end is also a beginning. All that remains to be seen is what kind of beginning it will be. Sarah. Where am I? You're not alone, Dan. I can hear you. I've been hearing you inside my head ever since I went into the exclusion zone to find you. I've been listening to you telling your stories. And I've been listening to you. You have found her, your mother, Molly Gold, Hair Witch of Harland. Her name was changed, just as mine was, but now she knows who she is. She kept herself alive all this time, knowing she would see you. Soon, we will all be together. Daniel. You remember me? My little boy. I thought you were dead. Not quite. What has he done to you? Who? Fordingbridge. He has stolen my life. Pull the lines out of my arms. Intravenous tubes run into skin so thin and pale it looks almost translucent. Years of bruises from the needles. I pull them out. A dribble of blood, thin and pale. I wipe it away. I'll find you a plaster. I don't need a plaster. Hold my hand. Her hands are bony, but she has a strong grip. So strong it hurts. 
How are you, my darling? Maybe it's not my hand that hurts. Maybe it's my heart. I don't know. I don't know how I am. I'm sorry I left you. It's not your fault, Mum. I dreamt of you. I dreamt of you too. And now you're here. We can start again. Can we? It's not too late. Did you know about Morris? Morris? My dad. I mean, I thought he was my dad. It was always just you and me. There was no father around. We were just fine as we were. It was all a lie anyway. What do you remember of me? I remember apple bobbing. <laughs> I remember you putting the cat in a cavity in the wall when it died. An old custom. I don't have many memories, really. Do you remember me telling you that you're special? Yes. I I'm not, though. You are. And soon you will find out how. Why? What happens now? May I suggest you vacate the room, sir? There seems to be a problem with the power. An outage. Calls unknown. You could be in danger. Who is this? Yeah, just a domestic. A machine? My name is Dom Rob. If required to, I am able to draw you a bar. Uh, not now, really. Not a good time. Come in here. Alas, madam, I do not have the necessary permissions to cross this threshold. I command you, come in here. I can put in a request for such permissions, but with the power supply interruption, I cannot guarantee how long it will take to get an answer from the mainframe. Oh, just shut up, will you? Of course, sir. Please accept my apologies for having such obvious limitations. I shall power myself down. It's time to leave this place. I want to see the sky. Mum, you can't get out of bed. You're too weak. Sons always underestimate their mothers. Oh, well, I don't think that's a very fair comment, considering you haven't seen me since I was seven. And don't be so defensive. She stands up in her nightdress and brushes the grey hair away from her face. She's tall. Taller than me. Her wiry hair falls down to her knees. She tilts her head back. Her eyes close. The period of waiting is over. Mum... What are you doing? I know Molly Gold. I have known her for centuries. I know when her patience is reaching its end. Sarah? Are you there? What do I do? Now is the time. There is nothing you can do, Dan. Her mouth opens wide as if she's screaming into the void. But there is no sound. Only a bright white light. <laughs> Stop it, Mum. Please, stop it! Go! Go! Sir, I am reactivating myself, having detected an imminent threat to life, which I think you should be made aware of. She looks at Don Rob with disgust, and he is lifted off the ground by some unseen force she controls. She slams him into the ceiling, holding him pinned there like some kind of exotic light fitting. The machines have been doing Arthur gig for us, Daniel. It's time to think for ourselves. How did you get so strong? I'm a mother and an old woman. Before you consign me to oblivion, may I extend my gratitude to you for granting me this opportunity? I am sure that I will shortly experience something from which I can learn considerably. You know more than enough already. Mum, don't. There's no need. He, he's perfectly harmless. <gasps> he bursts into flames, drops... 
and smashes into the stone floor. The four of us must be together. Bluebell, take me to her. The sound of Bluebell crying transports me. Close my eyes. A grassland leading to the edge of a wood. Spring sunshine. Bright, sharp air. Sarah? Are you here? We can be together for a moment in this world before the storm comes. Many worlds exist simultaneously, one laid over another. The past, the present and the future, all at once in a single space. Well, this is where I want to be. With you, in my happy place. We met here once before. Uh, do you remember that? The clearing in the woods. Lie down with me, beneath the great old tree on a bed of wild garlic, bluebell and enchanter's nightshade. That's good. Shall I close my eyes? Half close them. Just for a moment. You can't stay long. Oh, I never want to leave here. This is only a moment. <sighs> what did you say? What storm? Hair, hair, God save the The room next door is locked. Bluebell is crying softly from inside. Don't worry, little one. We'll soon be together. What are you going to do? Open the door. We don't have the permission code. I don't need permission, my love. She places her hand on the metal door and it's thrown off its hinges onto the floor. There we go. Shit. What's wrong? You're scaring me a bit. Am I? Oh, dear. Mum goes straight to the baby and picks her up. There you are, my sweet. Are you hungry? There's a chair in the corner of the room. She sits down, opens her nightgown and pulls out a breast. Mum, I don't want to see that. Get over yourself. The child needs some proper food. She puts the baby to her breast. Bluebell latches on and begins to feed. As she does so, time seems to move backwards. Molly's dry grey hair becomes black and lustrous. Her paper-thin and wrinkled skin becomes taut again. At the same time, the paint on the walls begins to peel and the ironwork of the bed frame rusts. That's better, isn't it? You look like I remember now. Yes. Kesia. The scream came from the floor below. I race down the stairs and reach a long corridor with many doors off it. The house smells of damp and rot. Slimy water is leaking down the walls. Black mould seems to be spreading out across every surface before my eyes. Ketia, where are you? I try a succession of doors along the corridor, and then at last I find her. God send me care. God send me Kesha, are you all right? Dan, is that you? Yes, it's me. What happened? I thought I saw you before. I called to you and you turned around, but when you did, there was nothing there. It was like looking into oblivion. That wasn't me. It was Hair Mask. He was the visitor at the hospital with his back to the camera. He's my doppelganger and he's here in the house. Did he try to hurt you? Uh, I remember the chant from my dream. Hair, hair, God send thee care. That seemed to push him away. Morris told me your aunt died here just a few days ago. You became a hair witch when she did. There you are, sister. She crackles with energy, her eyes keen and bright, bluebell in her arms. Mum, this is Kesia. I know her of old. 
Do you? Don't you find me familiar? Yes. You're waking up. It will all come back to you soon. Hair, hair, God send thee care. God send thee care. Three of the four are now together. We must go to the shrine, the stone that is sacred to Malangeth. Sarah Oud will join us there, I'm sure. Should we go now? First things here must be finished. Then we can complete the ritual. The end will come. That cannot be changed. We shall see what kind of new beginning is to follow. How will that be determined? By a test. Who will be tested? She looks at me and smiles. My sons. Awake, I'm awake. Are you ready now, Dan? No, I want to stay here with you forever. We had a moment to be together. Now is the time. I don't want to be tested. I've been tested on numerous occasions in my life and I've always failed. Do you know where you are? It seems familiar. This is where he came from. Your shadow self. The sinkhole. Hair mask. You have to confront him, Dan. If you want to understand how, you have to go right to the edge. What is he, Sarah? I take a few small steps towards the yawning chasm until I'm standing on the edge of oblivion. What now? Look down. I see myself standing in the dried-up bed of the lake that once existed in the park between Harland's shopping mall and the hospital. I'm next to the crescent-shaped stone that emerged when the waters receded. The shrine to Melangeth, patron saint of hares. Opposite me is my doppelganger, my nemesis. A huge murder of crows will descend upon the witch elm. That is the prophecy. I look into his eyes. It's like gazing into a mirror and seeing your own death mask reflected back at you. What happens now will determine the path to come. He wants to drag me into the void and destroy me. Not just me. Everything. I gaze into the blackness. Feel a cold, dank air on my face. Who are you? He is you, Dan. He is you. This is a good day. I've not seen the sky for 20 years. Coming out of the darkness of the house, you stand at the top of the stone stairs in front of the mansion, blinking in the light. In the rose garden below, Fordingbridge sits alone and forlorn. Go to him. Tell him the end is coming. Uh, What do you mean? She's going to kill him. You don't need to do that. You don't need to kill people. We can't carry on like this. We need a revolution. I... I'm knocked down with this. Warn him. His time is running out. She stays with Bluebell on the terrace, watching as Kesher and I go over to Fording Bridge. He's not surprised to see us. I tried to prevent it. No one can say I didn't try. Perhaps I should have been clearer in my messaging. If others had understood my intentions, then they might not have interfered with such disastrous results. Are you talking about me? This is a war, and you picked the wrong side. Take some responsibility for once in your life. How is this my fault? Poor, naive Daniel. The world destroyed by a fool. We are on the right side. You, my girl, are nothing but a terrorist. Call me what you like. Right now, I'm feeling something I never thought I'd feel again. I feel hope. Your hope is for chaos and destruction. What else is there to hope for? 
What's been created here is rotten. We need a new beginning. I hope you don't blame me. I had no intention of hurting anyone. I was thinking of the greater good. You kept my aunt a prisoner for 40 years. She was far from a prisoner. She was a guest. How could she leave? She suffered with the sleeping sickness. The resignation syndrome, as it has been described. She was ill and I arranged for her to be cared for. Maintained. Exactly as I did with your mother, Daniel. And Sarah's mother, too. That's a lie. Locking people up for years against their will is a crime. A utilitarian crime. To prevent the prophecy being fulfilled. To preserve all this. The way of life we cherish. You've hurt people. Not with any malice or ill intent. Killed people. Because I wanted to save humanity as a whole. Jess Clark, Dr. Okafor. He should not have become romantically entangled with someone who was involved. He crossed an ethical boundary. Jess Clark was a loose cannon. That was unfortunate. I liked her. You are sick. I'm not the extremist here, Daniel. Say your goodbyes. What is she doing? We look back to the terrace and see Mum very slowly drawing a huge circle in the air with her left hand. The wind begins to blow. She draws a second circle and it picks up, swirling dust into the air. At the third command, it becomes a gale, blowing full force. This wasn't the only way. It could have been a different outcome. We leave him, looking out over his rose garden. Garden furniture and branches torn from the trunks of tall trees begin blowing around in a frenzy. It was all done for the greater good. How close I came to succeeding! The wind gets stronger and stronger, blowing beyond all control. A speaker high up in a spruce tree growing beside the empty stream is sent careering out from the branch it was set on. It somersaults across the lawn and smashes through a window at the front of the house. Boarding bridge barely shows a flicker of acknowledgement. He is focused intently on his own destiny. He knows how this ends. The next gust of wind is so strong the spruce itself is uprooted and comes crashing down. Three hundred years worth of timber crushes the tiny, ancient frame of Darius Fording Bridge. This is Radio Harland. Extremely high winds have created dust storms across the city, bringing about virtual darkness in some areas. In the central district, there are reports visibility is down to just a few metres and a code red threat to life warning is in place due to the poor air quality. So stay indoors, good people, stay indoors. Keep those windows shut. Let's hang in there and wait for this to blow over. Whatever happens, we'll grin and bear it. It's not the end of the world. Now, let's distract ourselves with a new one from the Insect Apocalypse. Standing in the dried up bed of the lake, Harland is out there somewhere, but it can't be seen. The dust and debris swirling in the wind renders everything lost and invisible. The only thing I can see is the stone, sacred to Melangith, which seems to glow in the strange half light. Dan, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's not safe to be outside. I know! I'm trying to get people to shelter. Get on. I'll get you out of here. I can't do that, Janice. Well, you have to. These winds are too strong. And you can't breathe this air without a mask. 
people must seek shelter underground if possible. Then that's what you must do. I can't just leave you. You have to. I need to be here. Oh, I'm reporting this to the emergency services. Don't bother, they won't be able to help. But I can't wait here for you. I have to go. Janice. What is it? I know what happened to Jess. Fordingbridge ordered it. He killed my sister. I'm sorry. Why? Uh, because she started thinking for herself. Oh, I hope he gets what's coming to him. He already did. Thank you. Oh, it wasn't me. It was them. In the distance we see two figures. One with a baby in its arms. Walking towards us across the baked earth. A dust devil rises off them and swirls into the sky. Who are they? The tall one's my mum. She's alive. Yeah, I'm beginning to wonder whether that's such a good thing. Why? She frightens the hell out of me. Well, she's a hair witch. Yes. Well, I suppose expecting her to just give me a cuddle after 20 years and then bake me a pie was a bit optimistic. Right. I've not had much luck with parents. You have an extraordinary capacity to feel sorry for yourself. Are you... Give me a break, Janice. Fair enough. I think you should leave now. Why? What's happening here, Dan? Something you don't want to be a part of. Is this the end? I think it might be. Get to safety. Good luck, Janice. And to you, Dan. The murder of crows gather in the fire-scorched tree to bear witness, to share in the horror and the beauty. Next comes the time we call the end. The end should be beautiful. This is the shrine of Malangath, the ancient stone we worshipped before the first language was lost, the place where they burned us in centuries past. What is the first language? The animals, the trees, the stones, the earth and sky. Everything had a voice. The people used to be able to hear it. I've always felt something was missing. That's what it was. This is amazing. Hello, Mum. Her name is Molly Gold. She's not just your mum. She is to me. You came ahead of us, Daniel. How did you know to be here? Sarah. Sarah Oud, where is she? In my head. She will join us. Maybe. And my other son. What other son? Your doppelganger. He will be here too. He's a demon, Mum. He is not your son. You are both my sons. The light and the shade. You have been in a dance together for a long time. And now you must destroy each other. What? The ritual... It's already written. Destroy each other? To the death. The blood of you both on the shrine, good and evil combined. Mum? That's why you're special, Daniel. Oh, because I'm a human sacrifice? To the goddess. I thought it was just because you loved me. This is a great honour. Can't you see that? Not really. Here he is. At last. Now we are ready. The time is come. Suddenly he's standing before me. Hair mask. He stares into my eyes. His face impassive, my face impassive. I look down at my hand and find I'm holding a silver dagger, sharp-tipped and gleaming. Hair mask holds an identical blade. He looks at his blade and then up at me. 
I hate you. I hate you too! The storm rages. What has been and what is to come face one another across the divide. A fork will appear in the road. What happens next will determine the way forward. What will the new beginning be like? This is the height of the storm. The decisive moment. Will you strike him, Dan? Will you strike him in the heart? I don't know if she's talking to me or to him or to both of us. I no longer know if we're different entities or one and the same. This is the way the world ends. Hair mask has haunted me. Part of me longs to thrust the dagger into his heart. Something holds me back from the brink. I close my eyes and draw a despairing breath. Hair, hair, God send thee care. Hair, hair. I can't do it! You must! It's the ritual! It's the only way! Man must destroy himself entirely! I lift the dagger, ready to strike. He mirrors my actions. I see the same panic in his eyes. I lower the dagger. He does the same. It's not the only way. What are you both doing? Pick up your weapons! No! No! Then I will do the job myself! She picks up the dagger and launches towards me. Mum! There is another way. There is always another way. And the most powerful witch of them all knows it. Baby Bluebell transforms into a hare and leaps from my mother's arms into mine. What are you doing, witch? Why is she protecting him? I look at Hair Mask, the demon me. He looks as terrified as I do. There's always another way. I hold out my hand. He tentatively does the same. Sarah! As soon as our fingers touch, we are falling. My mother, gone. Keshia, gone. Harland, gone. The end of the world. There is nothing left. The scorched earth stretches as far as the eye can see in every direction. I sit alone at the foot of the witch elm, which is still blackened and lifeless. Everything else that was Harland has vanished. The world, built by Fording Bridge as a town of the future, is entirely erased. You are not alone. Without turning to look, I lie back, and my head is resting in her lap. Bluebell. She is here with us. The most powerful witch of them all. I love you, Sarah. I love you too. Look at the base of the tree. It's not the end, but the beginning. From the ancient blackened trunk of the witch elm, a tiny sign of life has appeared. The green sapling has pushed its way through the dead ground. Before our eyes, it unfurls its first two leaves looking for the sun. And with it, a new world begins. In Harland, by Lucy Catherine. Dan was played by Tiger Drew Honey, Sarah by Aisha Antoine, Morris by Rupert Holiday Evans, and Fordingbridge by Sean Baker. Keshia was Rhiannon Needs, Sadie, Melissa Advani, Janice, Fiona Skinner, Molly Gold, Carolyn Pickles, and DCI Cummins, John Lightbody. Other parts were played by Don Gillet, Josh Bryant-Jones, Q 
Kitty O'Sullivan and Tyler Cameron. Sound design was by Peter Ringrose and Caleb Knightley. The production coordinator was Jenny Mendez. Harland was directed by Toby Swift and was a BBC Audio production for BBC Radio 4. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.